enough for this restless warrior just to be with you and can you feel the love tonight it is where My name's Ed Wolf. Welcome to the show. Uh, got a few different things in store for you tonight, and uh, let's go through them right now. Uh, the first thing, talking about the federal lawsuit and the implications of that, and uh, in a nutshell, um, don't expect anything uh, for a year and a half uh, out of this uh, as the most highly probable outcome of what these motions for summary judgment will be and uh, trying to correct the record as far as uh, that summary judgments if they are declined by the judge are not an appealable thing a lot of people are saying that they are uh, and then the next thing I'm going to go into after that um, is I'm going to play what uh, Dimitri uh, basically uh, did on his show uh, coming after me uh, yet again, uh, and and the only thing I can say is that, that I'm glad he's now done it so overtly again, because uh, people have asked me uh, and even called up on the show, uh, what's going on with uh, me and Dimitri, uh, and and he'll even say it straight out uh, that uh, he's been going after me uh, for two years now, um, and and really trying to uh, sabotage and submarine uh, everything that. Uh, that I've been uh, trying to work on, and so I, I think what I'm working on is, is uh, you know, you might not, you might not want to participate, you not, might not want to be a part of it, uh, for sure. I understand that, but you can't disagree that it's a good effort to try and get PMTAs. You can't, you can't say that it's not a good thing. Uh, however, Dimitri does, and so uh, I'll play, and and I. I thought that uh, I could have uh, weathered this a little bit better than I did. I, I've, I've, I have to admit, uh, it's gotten to me uh, a little bit, um, and then, because he's going after uh, myself, he's going after Cynthia Cabrera, he's going after uh, not blowing smoke. Uh, he's uh, previously gone after uh, Safada, and uh, you know now he says he's fine with Safada after you know the leadership has changed, and uh, and I just. You know, it's it's very 
I, I, I'm frustrated, and and so I I tried to think of how to address it. And uh, one way would be for me to stop and start it, and then uh, give comments on what I think uh, is being said and all the incorrect things. But um, it just it would just become far too long. Um, and I mean, at this point, um, you know, with what what. Dimitri and his partner Phil Brasardo are are doing um, it. It's really it's corrosive, but at the same time they're using the banner of "Oh my God!" Uh, that some people have come up with a crazy theory that uh, Phil Brasardo is owned by Big Tobacco, and that's what justifies uh, Phil Brasardo wanting there to be some sort of investigation by the Vaping Legion. Uh, that's one of the things that it gets said is that Phil Brasardo wants the Vaping Legion to go and look at all these records at, at Safada. He thinks it'll be wonderful, and you know, and the way that that uh that Dimitri comes after me is you know I find it offensive uh I mean I don't need to be told that uh I am obsessed with him and that I masturbate to him uh which is what he tells me uh and you know I don't care what their partnership is I mean I, I've I've grew up in California I used to run around in the streets of San Francisco you know uh, lesbian, bisexual, gay, transgender, I don't have an issue with them. But I don't need to have this stuff pushed in my face. And then for for them to go on their little road show and stuff, and, you know, whatever they need to do, you know, bisexuals, whatever, I do not care, but they can keep it to themselves. That's, I think, we all grew up that way, you know, uh, and that's sort of a libertarian thing. Republicans agree with it, and also Democrats. I think we all agree, you know, whatever your sexual preferences are, that's fine. Whatever you do behind your closed doors, that's fine. Kissing in the street or, or hugging or jumping in a hot tub, you know, whatever they want to do in public, you know, but I don't need, you know, people are complaining about what this industry is and, and how it's being represented. And when these guys get on and, and talk about all this stuff uh, and assert that I have a shrine to, uh, to Dimitri and, and then masturbating to it, that, and then, you know, uh, Phil, you know, uh, his partner just joking and ha ha, you know, whatever, you know, fuzzy ears or whatever they want to do, that's fine. But, you know, don't broadcast that out and not accept somebody like me to be upset. And I do, I'm upset. And, and I did not think that I would get to this point of frustration with this. But, you know, uh, I guess you can say they won on this one. Uh, so, I, I, yeah, I did get upset. Uh, so I, I, I do know that when I say things, that sometimes it will rub people the wrong way. I'm half German. I understand that sometimes I look at things at a very logical, analytical way. I, I do get that. But when I talk about problems, I usually, and I almost can say exclusively, examine the problem. I'll say somebody is wrong. I'll say that idea is dumb. But that's, that's the most I go. I'm trying to attack the problem. I'm trying to attack the problems. And in this case, I, I, I brought in Cynthia Cabrera, and this is the interview that he's criticizing. I brought her in to talk about what happened with Safada because the leadership changed uh, and it happened during this 90 day period. And that 90 day period was absolutely critical. And it left a leadership gap that affected the whole industry. So I brought her on to interview her. And then I also talked about Proposition 56 towards the end of the, uh, the thing. And, and somehow Dimitri is thinking that I was only brought her on to talk about Proposition 56. There's so many things that he said that are misportrayals and lies of, of what I was trying to do and, and, and about you know, all of the different groups that, you know, he's going after Safada, going after not blowing smoke, going after me. Uh, and so I, I don't, you know, I'm already now talking more than I should, but it, I, I don't want to go through it piecemeal. I can assure you the things that he is saying are wrong and he's not being forthright. He's not being earnest. 
and and I say that about both of them uh, because it's it's a you know their partnership whatever you want to call it they're doing this together and it and it was surprised me that Phil would come out this way so um, that's what it's going to be um, and uh, you know once you start hearing Dimitri talking. Um, that's that should be the last part uh you know i won't be talking after that i'll play a song at the end um and um you know let's let's keep on going um i'm not going to be deterred uh, i'm not going to be sunk by this and uh but you can hear it uh and yes i'm doctor who if that makes you guys happy too all right thanks a lot and uh my name ed wolf this is the vape week and it's september 2nd Thanks. So I want to go over just a couple different things uh, today. Uh, and one of them is going to be the federal lawsuit. So the federal lawsuit, I, I've been hearing a lot of people talking that uh, what will happen wh with the decisions that are going to happen on, on October 19th, or actually, actually October 19th is going to be the oral arguments and then the decision will come after that. A lot of people are saying that no matter what the judge decides with both of the uh, motions for summary judgment, one by the FDA and one by Nicopure. So uh, they're saying that no matter what happens, it's all going to get appealed. And I just want to go over where the federal lawsuit is at. It will have its oral arguments on the 19th. And from there, the judge will make a determination on dispositioning both of the original motion for summary judgment after reading through the uh, amicus briefs that, been, been, that have been submitted, and there are many. And uh, the way it goes is that uh, the motion is made, then a reply is done, and then uh, the uh, then uh, the other side gets to go. So. Uh, in this case, it was Nicopure, then the FDA, then Nicopure again. However, uh, the FDA submitted uh, a cross-complaint for summary judgment. So the way I believe that works is that they submit it, and then uh, the Nicopure gets to respond, and then one more time, and we're waiting for that currently, is that the FDA will submit it, uh, their reply. And uh, then the judge will have everything, all the filed papers in their hands, all the motions and memorandums and all that stuff. And then oral arguments take place on the 19th, and then from there the judge will decide what they're going to do. So there's a couple different options that can happen. One is that the FDA wins, and uh, then it can be appealed, uh, because that would be a final verdict by the judge. The other option is that the uh, Nicopure lawsuit wins and they get a summary judgment. And uh, at that point, uh, then that can be appealed by the FDA. So there's, if one or the other side wins, it then becomes a final judgment. And then after a final judgment, appeals can be heard. However, this is not the most likely case for both sides. The most likely case is that the judge will reject both of the motions for summary judgment. Once that happens, if that happens on either side uh, or both sides, if the judge rejects it, neither side can appeal the rejection. If a motion for summary judgment is declined, in this case, both on the plaintiff and the defendant side, there is no appeal process for that. It then becomes the ruling of the judge in charge of the case, and the case proceeds. So, because there's some different rules uh, for when you're making a motion for summary judgment, one of them is that you cannot make legal conclusions in your factual allegations to which that the judge must reply, rely on those factual allegations that are actually determinations of law. Said another way is that 
only things that are verifiable and undisputed to be verifiable as facts will be considered by the judge in their assessment of a summary judgment because what you to make a summary judgment you're essentially saying that these are undisputed facts and or the disputes are not meaningful and that with these undisputed facts you can just take these facts and apply them against the law and then you know the judge will have enough information now for anybody that's read the the uh, causes of action is that these are not really factual allegations a lot of the allegations are conclusions they, they are not facts they are assessments and estimates and and all of that stuff but there's no legal proof to make those um, factual they're not factual allegations and so what the Supreme Court has instructed lower courts to do is that they are, should not give a, a case a summary judgment even if they believe that uh, the person asking for uh, the summary judgment will win and that's because the court is not supposed to make determinations of law that should be done by the triers of fact and in this case the trier of fact will be either a jury or a judge but and it will be after a trial so uh, I mean, there's plenty of uh, of law when when the when there's the, the there's a standard of review for a summary judgment, and in those standards of review, they 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 will cite prior case law indicating that uh, legal conclusions need not be considered by the judge when they're making an assessment on a summary judgment. So boiling it all down, you're going to have this these motions for summary judgment heard by the judge and I've read you know the complaint and the the uh, the motions for summary judgment and the replies and most of it is arguing over things that need to be argued at trial and are not factual for example what the ultimate costs are going to be there there's you know to, to have an assessment of what those costs would be you would have to bring in legal expert experts uh, you know uh, expert witnesses you'd have to take depositions of those expert witnesses and then you'd have to make a case that those estimates of the dollars are correct and then the judge would sanction and uh, and approve those assessments and then it could be heard by a jury or whatnot None of that stuff is, it's, it's just not going to happen. You're not going to, the FDA has the stronger case that where they're saying that, uh, you know, they, that the, the federal government through the powers of the Congress and the Senate and the signature of the president have the right to create a law which enables an agency to regulate a certain item they've got a very powerful argument and and the counter argument is a procedural one saying that that the uh, the law is is being capricious and and going out of uh, out of sorts now you can't really prove that and it's not been shown in the pleadings that that is the as of is the factual allegations to which the judge can reply rely upon those in his assessment of summary judgment it's a long way of saying that uh, what is going to happen out of the summary judgment and the October 19th uh, hearings is that the judge is going to listen to both sides and they're going to he's going to say well you got uh, I guess it might be a she but uh, so uh, the judge uh, they will say uh, that they've heard both sides and they understand uh, both sides however uh, that the these matters are will best be settled by the trier of fact and they'll say it's time to go to trial now what's going to happen is that there'll need to be a ton of discovery and, and all these different things are going to take place and and those things will be gated by uh, you know uh, uh, you know case meetings with the judge 
they'll have to go through a whole uh, period of uh, of discovery and uh, you know take all that time and then ultimately it will be scheduled for trial and knowing a federal docket I doubt it's going to, you know, even when they're ready to schedule it, I doubt that they'll be able to get it until, you know, four months after the date. So I think that the absolute earliest that this legal lawsuit will have a determination is going to be a year and a half. So that is why I'm making the argument that people should be working on their PMTAs in the meantime. And so what I've been trying to do is get people to work on PMTAs together as a group. However, during this 90 days uh, after uh, the deeming, and then people are still recovering from that, uh, it's been very difficult to get a hold of people. I, I haven't given up. I'm still going to be persistent and see if we can get people to go. Uh, there's some uh, some different developments that could happen with with personnel. There's things like that. Uh, but the, the concept is unchanging. It, it's to gather as essentially a co-op of manufacturers to work together, allied with each other, as in a alliance, to work on the PMTAs. And the biggest bang for the buck would be to get that third year. So when Brandy and Steve Nair are giving the warning notices to their employees that in maybe a year's time they'll be without a jobs, I think that it's far better uh, that Mountain Oak Vapors actually makes the attempt. Now, I know that Dimitri is saying that people make the attempt uh, of a PMTA are uh, validating the, EP, uh, the FDA's uh, position on all of this. Well, you know, regardless of whether they're validating anything, the fact is, you know, 10 months from now, they're just going to want to see if you filed it, not if you you know, had a way of characterizing it or, or what you felt uh, was appropriate for other companies to do. So here's, here's how the federal lawsuit boils down. In my belief, in my assessment, uh, that the both of the summary judgments, the FDA and the one from Nicopure slash uh, right to be smoke-free, are going to fail the judge will not grant either one of them. And I think that that's the appropriate decision by a reasonable judge. The way both of the pleadings read, it's they these are not appropriate things to be determined by a judge outside of a jury, outside of uh, the two parties agreeing to be have a trial before a judge and not a jury. These are not things that have been that a strong case has been made by either side that this trial shouldn't proceed. However, yeah, the FDA is getting close, saying that, you know, we have the power to do this. We're the FDA. This was a law that was handed to us. And then take a look at the Soterra decision. The Soterra decision had uh, Kassaw, uh Dr. Nitskin, uh, Bill Godshell, uh, an organization that used to be headed by Julie Wusner, they all said that the Tobacco Control Act, which is the deeming, regulates electronic cigarettes, that it's appropriate for it to be used on electronic cigarettes, and they also said that electronic cigarettes are a tobacco product. So unwinding all of that, when that went all the way up to a, uh, the, the highest uh, appellate court in the land, in the D.C. District, trying to unwind that with simply saying that the FDA it, it shouldn't be able to do this, is a Herculean task. It's, it's very, very difficult, and it's, and it's unknown if it's going to be something that, that can be done. So... I don't think that companies should have an expectation that this lawsuit is in this form in asking for a summary judgment is going to have a different result than the status quo that we already are in right now. It's until you can get a temporary injunction or if you can get a summary judgment or if you can get a, a win nothing is going to change until those PMTAs are start filing in. So anyway, I just wanted to try and make that clear because I keep on hearing that uh, 
everything is just going to get appealed. And in the case of summary judgments, it, the losing party has no right to appeal. Appeals only happen after a judgment by the court. So anyway, that's that. Uh, next thing I want to talk about is... Uh, actually, I don't want to talk about it, but I, I feel incumbent on me to do it. Uh, I have had a, a guy named Dimitri uh, who has been uh, just harping on me ever since I began doing something in the electronic uh, cigarette industry. And that, more or less, what, what I'm talking about here is that when... When I first called in to the VP Live Network, you know, a while back now, uh, Dimitri saw fit to call in and then start countering what I was saying during my very, very first time that I'd ever gone on VP Live. Something that I don't particularly want to talk about, but I think I'm going to have to. Uh, Dimitri went on to his show and, and he said, like, a lot of negative things about myself and my interviewing style and all this other stuff and I actually you know put together a, a long package to describe what this this was and I'm, I've decided not to actually put that in the replay uh, first of all it took a long time to put it down number two it, it might be a little too self-indulgent because I'm stopping and starting and complaining and left and right going how this guy's wrong He's wrong all over the place, and I can, you know, I've now gone through it, and I can stop it and start it and tell you all the different places. But I just don't think that's going to be that important to do. Not at this point. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to play it, and you guys can decide for yourselves. Uh, and, uh, you know, if you agree with a guy, uh, do everyone a favor and, and stop listening to me. Because all I can tell you is I'm being as earnest as possible. I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I'm describing what I'm trying to do. I've, I've been describing it as I've been here. Uh, nobody has put a dime in my pocket. Uh, I have not taken a dime. I have not taken a donation. I have met with the FDA. I have another meeting scheduled with the FDA. I have met with the OMB. I've attended all of these FDA workshops. I've made contacts with the FDA out of those workshops. I have a good relationship with them. I've One of them uh, put me into contact with one of the actual lawyers that wrote the final rules. Actually, at that point, it was the deeming rule. Uh, we've had discussion on what is the meaning of a valid predicate as far as in relationship to an SE application. And uh, that debate is centered around whether or not an SE application must be done only with a product that is being made by your own company. And, is, and, and right now, what the, what the position has been over the years is that for a substantial equivalence uh, application, that the predicate product used inside of that SE must be from your own, your very own company. And you can't do it any other way. So that that's trying to be that's trying to be settled out. I've also heard on the webinars where they're indicating that for a PMTA you can use predicates that are outside of your company. However, they caution that if you were to use a predicate outside of your company that you probably wouldn't have all the different information that would be necessary to uh, describe that predicate for the FDA. And I, I guess, you know, it would be nice to be able to say you've already got the paperwork in, your, in, in, the, in the bellies of your hulls somewhere, uh, so I want to reference that, although unfortunately I don't think that's going to fly. So, uh, what I've did is because after the 90 days, I, you know, I guess it sounds to me like I'm justifying myself again. And I can play you uh, the, the section, and I've actually played it in a previous broadcast, that where after I announced VIA, uh, Dimitri came to, to his show and said, nobody should trust a single word out of my mouth. 
So while some people complain like, oh, Ed, you're like going after Dimitri. I, I really don't think they know or have a comprehension of just how much this guy has gone after me. And as I've said before, the biggest difference between what's happened with me and what's happened with so many of you is that you've got been you've been knifed in the back while I at least have been uh, you know pummeled in public uh, at least that uh, I, which I do appreciate that he does a lot of really heavy-handed stuff behind the scenes with lots of people that wouldn't expect that uh, it, it, that they're the subject of that and so I don't go for any of that I would rather you know walk up to somebody and say hey you're ugly and your mother dresses you funny. And if that guy's going to take a swing at me, uh, then I'll deal with it. I'd rather, you know, deal with it uh, out in the open and, and deal with it that way rather than to have all of the stuff behind the scenes. So I've, I've tried to do that and, and I hope to continue to try and do that. And, uh, you know, uh, am I a little perplexed that more people have not picked up and wanted to join uh, a via in some sort of capacity I yeah I am shocked at the same time you'll hear Dimitri say that he has been harpooning me over the years so I don't know how much of that harpooning of me has taken hold now maybe uh, it, it's something else uh, and I think there's a high chance that it, because of the 90 days that a lot of people, I, I made a miscalculation and I thought that uh, when the deeming finally hit that there would be more interest. Well, that was a miscalculation on my part, but also it was a miscalculation about the 90 days. I did not anticipate that. However, to balance that out, I didn't hear anybody talking about, oh, there'll be a 90 day clock. So we all had to deal with that, and everybody had to rush around. So some of the people that were interested in uh, doing this, uh, you know, I, I need to get back with them. I need to, to reestablish that. Uh, and, and maybe now with Proposition 56, people are, it's going to be another bad time all over again. Um, I understand, uh, you know, the stresses of, of these businesses and, and, you know, somebody like me uh, knocking on the door, talking about something that doesn't need to be turned in for another two years. I'm way early out on this. So I think that's enough of it. I, th I think that is enough of, of what I'm trying to do. I don't think I want to treat this as it, if I'm starting from square one. I, although I've received some grief that people are complaining that uh, they're upset that I'm trying to get the first PMT, uh, you know, approved. I think that everybody has to have the top of the mountain as your goal when you begin the climb. And so my goal is to summit. And I want to summit first. That doesn't mean I will, but I sure hope it does mean that I can. And I'm not sure if I would be first, though. But that's going to be the goal. I'm not going to go in with a, with a goal of, of, of something less. And so um, plan B is the e-liquid line. Plan B was not the first choice. But, we're, you know, choice one went away on 8-8 to some degree, to some degree. Um, because choice one was a different type of funding using e-liquids. Choice B is what I've got now. Um, and then there's still the third option, which would be C, which is some sort of uh, a co-op, a co-op again. So that's it. Uh, that that I think that covers the preamble, and uh, and and so I'm I'm going to get ready to play uh, this whole section here, and then I'm trying to think of uh, anything else that I want to do before this, because I'll I'm going to end the show after after the uh, clip stops playing, you know. Uh, I don't think this is this is these are fair remarks by Dimitri. I don't think they're fair to me. I don't think they're fair to, to Cynthia. I don't think they're fair to uh, to this guy that I barely uh, I've just heard his name, Christopher Prost. I don't think it's uh, especially don't think it's fair to Cynthia. 
I don't I don't think it's fair to the industry and I think it's from a guy and and is just going off uh with 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 reckless abandon and and without being well grounded. And so um I think that's it. I think I'm going to play the clip. And then, you know, if people want to reach out to me, they can do it at uh, vapingindustry at gmail.com, vapingindustry at gmail.com. And if you're not interested in any of the services, uh, I'm going to assume that uh, you'll say no. Uh, and uh, that'll be it. So, again, I haven't taken a dime from anybody. I am not an association. I can do that a little bit. I'll go through a few things in advance of what I know is going to be there. Uh, Dimitri is going to assert that I am an association. I've never been an association. I do not have members. I am not a nonprofit, and uh, and I will never be any of those things. I'm not going to be a nonprofit at all. I don't anticipate. Put it this way: I really don't have any anticipated membership thing. Maybe that'll change. I don't know. But, uh, it, it, I mean, I've got one model where if uh, I can get the e-liquids selling in shops, that that would be the only membership just to stock the item. But I have to talk to the co-packer and I need to find out more items about how to roll that out. And I have to be wary that uh, people are going to be gunning for me. And so, uh, here is... Without any further ado, uh, Dimitri gunning for me. I just want to go through this rant here really quick uh, because, you know, I keep trying to move forward. I keep trying to focus on on the goal of winning. And it seems like there's some people within the industry that want to keep bringing people down to their level. And um, I found it really interesting. I went on the Vaping Legion show. The guys were kind enough to invite me. I was more than happy to go on there. Um, Alan from that show continues to message me with questions and I'm more than happy to answer him to erase any kind of doubt they might have. But I find it really odd that some people continue, continue to try to smear my name. One of these being Tom Baker from the VP Live Network or Edward Wolf. I'm not quite sure what his real name is. But last week he advertises that he's going to have Cynthia. Car- By the way, I mean, how desperate do you have to be? <laughs> To go on on Tom Baker's show to to make your spiel, but anyway, he advertised he's going to have Cynthia Cabrera on um, to talk about Prop um, Fifty Six out there in California, which is a really bad bill, by the way. Uh, and I've been doing my part trying to to help Californians and uh, and trying to via the California Smoke Free Organization uh, put a dent in this upcoming ballot in in about ten weeks. But anyway, so. The goal, my understanding was, the goal was to have Cynthia on to talk about Prop 56. And in an hour and a half, he spends five minutes talking about Prop 56, the most important part. And I thought that that Tom Baker really cared about the California vendors. Instead of spending that time to educate, he spends an hour and 45 minutes bashing me. And the funny part is that he didn't get the answers from Cynthia that he was expecting. Everything that I've been saying, VTA was formed from two members that left because they didn't agree with the legislation policy of SFADA. I've been saying that for a long time. I said it on the Vaping Legion show. Cynthia agreed because that's exactly what happened. But when he's getting these answers, he doesn't like them. By the way, by the way, Tom, that was the worst fucking interview. I mean, I know you're not a good interviewer, but it was really, really bad. Like, you spoke more than your guest. Because you have this envy, this this jealousy of me. That you 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 hate me because two years ago, November twenty fourteen, I told you that your association is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Nobody's gonna join. And guess what? Two years later, <laughs> once again I was correct. Nobody will join your stupid association. It's sad because you're a smart guy. I think you're an intelligent guy. But your envy for me will not let you see past that and be able to work with people. Now you're trying to get these people to go down this PMTA route with you to sell your liquid? Who in the fucking right mind would give you a dollar to go through PMTA? Who would go? Who in the right mind would give you a single dollar to go through a PMTA? Why didn't you ask Cynthia Cabrera? You're such a good interviewer. Why didn't you ask Cynthia how she feels about a PMTA? You praise her and her work. 
don't you think that would be an important question to ask her? What do you think about... Well, go and look at her White Cloud interview and see what she says about a PMTA. She probably would have said, you're a fucking moron. That's why you didn't ask her. But every question that you try to corner her on (laughs) to try to make me look bad, she answered exactly the same way I presented it. So it makes me wonder. It makes me wonder, Ed, and the rest of you. It makes me wonder, what, what is this infatuation that you have with the VTA? Is it really is it really the VTA that you're concerned about and their motives or is it something else? Christopher Prost, president of the Sfara Massachusetts chapter, was caught red-handed distributing an email that had a flyer accusing the VTA and myself of being big tobacco. Caught red-handed. <laughs> Stefan Didak from the California Sfada chapter was caught red-handed on the Vaping Legion show given false information about myself and Tennessee Smoke Free Association. The replay is right there. Go listen to it. I have no reason to doubt the Vaping Legion guys. No doubt whatsoever. Why would the president of this 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 Sfada, this these Sfada chapters, try to bash VTA. Is it maybe competition, <laughs> or maybe they fear that their position as president of some state chapter association might go away, and they're going to lose all this pretend power they think they have. And I'm listening to Tom Baker talk about Tony Abood. You even try to bash VTA with Cynthia, and Cynthia wouldn't even bite. You know why? Let me let you into a little secret, Ed Wolf. Make you look like your complete fucking moron that you are. Cynthia was going to go work for the VTA, you, you dumbass. Why didn't you ask her that? Cynthia was in talks with VTA for a position. You know why? Because Cynthia is a hired gun. She's good at what she does, but you better fucking pay her. It's not about vapors. Oh, you didn't know that? Oh, you Sfada chapter leaders didn't know that? You didn't know that Cynthia was going to go work at VTA? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Did I let the can out? Excuse me, the worm out of the can? Oh, go ahead. Ed, I bet you feel like an idiot now. Your recording's up there, and you're trying to bash VTA. That could have been the the employer. If VTA was so bad, why would Cynthia want to go work for them? She talked about West Front Strategies and Ashley Davis and Brittany Cushman. She praised the hell out of them. She even said, you try to even bash what I said about West Front Strategies, and she shut you down. And now you have a replay over there that makes you look like the retard that you are. Why would anybody give you a dollar for a PMTA and your your vape juice that you're trying to peddle now? You are so hurt that you never amounted to anything in this industry. Nobody paid attention to you. Nobody paid you. And you want to get paid so bad. I get it. And you could have if you were smart. If you use your intelligence positively, not trying to ride people's name, you fucking idiot. Oh, and the blackmail part? <laughs> And the blackmail part? Yes, you're such an idiot, Ed. You're such an idiot. I'm going to read the email myself. How about that? Oh, you know, I didn't want to do this, by the way. I'm, I apologize to the to the legit Sfada chapter leaders and all the Sfada people. They have a great board right now. I think Sfada is going the correct way. I think they have a good plan. They're willing to work with everybody. And I, want, I don't want to hurt them. I only blame Ed Wolf from the VP Live Network for this. So if you want to take it out somebody, it's him. I don't want to put all these screenshots in these emails public. I don't want to hurt the group. But now you force me. You force me, Tom Baker, or whatever your name is. So let me read this email. I will leave the company out, but this is a, a huge company in China that received this email. Hello, blank. I hope you're well. It's good to know that blank will be supporting the vapor industry in the fight to stem the harm caused by the final deeming regulation. So thanks for that. 
Svada recently crossed the 1,000-member mark, and as part of celebrating with our members, listen carefully, douchebag, we will be advising them who does and does not support Svada efforts so that they work with those companies that are part of our network and to promote its continued growth. That's not blackmail? <laughs> to one of the largest Chinese manufacturers, you're telling them that you're going to tell your 1,000 members of who, who actually is a member of Svada? So, they, so you're going to tell all the Chinese companies that you're going to tell your Svada members not to buy from these Chinese companies when they can't operate without their products? Our members are aware that we have been fighting the potential devastation of the vapor industry for over four years and will support the fellow companies and organizations that support Svada. Thanks again for supporting the lawsuit. Sincerely, Cynthia Cabrera. This is under Svada, Svada signed paper. Well, email. <laughs> this is what's so disgusting about this. She was willing to jeopardize the effort that me and Phil have done to bring Chinese money into the advocacy game here in the United States. Almost a quarter of a million dollars right now we're responsible for bringing here. So it doesn't make a difference where you put the money, right? What if we put in VTA, where we put in CASA, AVA, or the right to be smoke-free? This is money that we need for advocacy fighting. And by blackmailing these Chinese, Chinese could turn around and say, well, fuck these Americans. They're fucking idiots. They don't even know what they're doing. We're not going to give a dime. We're not going to get blackmailed by these people. You're jeopardizing all the work that we've done to bring money in from China for the advocacy here in the United States. Yes, I can claim a quarter of a million dollars because I'm responsible for that. Oh, Ed, Ed, you look like a complete moron. That was not an interview. For an hour and 10 minutes, all you're trying to do is bash me and not even Cynthia would bite into it. Because you invited her on there to talk about Prop 56, which you care so much about California. <laughs> you didn't even talk about Prop 56. And you're going to use your juice line to beat Prop 56 in California? <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. At the end of the day, you must wonder why people like Stefan Dybeck and Christopher Prost and others that publicly and privately have lied and attacked me. Why would they do that? Do they really don't like VTA? Is it really because VTA is evil? Or are they threatened for their measly little promotion, self-promotion, and these positions that they hold at these chapters? Or simply, they don't like competition. That happens a lot in vaping. When one vendor doesn't like the other vendor, usually they bash him. It happens all the time. So you don't like you don't like competition because somebody came along and is doing something different. The attack against VTA is not because VTA is big tobacco. The attack on VTA is because VTA is a competition to the salaries and to the egos of some douchebags in this stinking industry. That's all it is. I have the facts, my friend. <laughs> I can put it all out there. I can put all the screenshots. I don't want to do that. I can put all the emails out there. I don't want to do that. We're fighting the FDA. We're fighting Congress. We're fighting big pharmaceutical companies. We're even fighting big tobacco in some sense because we want to remain into competition with them. At what point do we have to say stop It's enough of the infighting or dealing with irrelevant people like Tom Baker that never amounted to anything in this industry? That hasn't done anything. The funniest part was <laughs> Tom Baker said he has he has a good in with the FDA. <laughs> that was the best one. <laughs> oh my God. He's such an idiot. I love it. You wanna continue? My friend, I can continue too. Guess what? Because I have the evidence. All you have is a mouth. I have the evidence. So all of you people that were out there, yes, Cynthia, yes, Cynthia. Why don't you go ask her? Why didn't she get the job at VTA? I'm tired. You know, yes, I'm tired of, of giving my life. I'm tired of working very hard and having measly little basement dwellers like Ed Wolf 
that has never amounted to anything in this industry talk shit about me. Let's just go ahead and put it out there and just you know let everybody know what's going on. I really don't want right. to do it. But right, first this- of all, let's stop with the uh, the basement dweller shit because I am uh, recording now live from the basement. That's true. That's true. Okay. That's true. You Thank are in the basement. <laughs> Right. But you have, <laughs> but you have a tanning bed in your basement. Ah, uh, so. so well, that's that's uh, that's uh, that's elitism. <laughs> and <laughs> you're you know, an speaking of speaking of elitism. You know, you have this guy praising Phil Damon on his show. Phil Damon did Sfada right by giving. Listen, Cynthia did not get voted as president as Sfada. <laughs> there was only two board members left. She got temporary presidency of Svada handed to her by Phil Damon. That was holding the entire Svada hostage. All the chapter leaders wrote letters to expel Phil Damon from Svada. And this guy, this guy, Ed Wolf, is praising him like, oh, Phil Damon did a righteous thing by giving you Svada. No, he was ousted because he didn't want to follow H.R. 2058. He wanted to sue because he's an attorney. And this guy is such an idiot. He has no facts whatsoever, and he spews all this bullshit out of his mouth like other people that is out there. And at this point, Phil, I've reached the point where I'm going to say, oh, you want to go that route? Well, let me hit you with kindness and facts. That's how I kill him. I kill him with kindness and facts. So the the beginning part of your show was part of the – there was the fact <laughs> stuff without much of the kindness. <laughs> Well, the guy's an idiot. And it's probably the worst interview that I've ever heard in my life. Like, I mean, you've done some bad interviews. But, but, but do, you, Thank do, you. do you remember that interview we're doing? Tom Wolf is, you know, he's whatever his name is. He's got such a huge boner for me, Phil. I mean, I well, swear, he, he probably has a shrine at his house. He just looks at me and just fucking pleasures himself every day. He really does. <laughs> like, like I do? Oh. <laughs> like you do. But you're a so, night. You're a night owl. <laughs> when everybody, <laughs> you want to make sure the cats go to sleep before you do anything. You don't want, you don't want the cats to go and tell I mean, you know, a really good, I mean, and anybody who would argue or get jealous over, over positive results, it just tells you, you know, what I think it tells you what they're all about. Yeah. They're, they're not about the results. They're about, you know, the spotlight on them getting the results. So I see um, the um, <sighs> lost my train of thought. What, what I was going to say. It's okay. The, <laughs> no, no, no. What I was going to say. You were you were talking before, and you I know, know. I, I will say this that um, that Dan Dan knows uh, what do you call it the little fallout that that we had there. I, I had to talk to somebody about it. I was so bent yeah. out of shape. But I mean, yeah, I mean, we were like pretty much not friends there for a little while. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, listen, it's a, it's expected feel because there's a lot of tension. And sometimes when you get a lot of tension, you you lash at it. Who are you going to lash? You're going to lash to your best friend. And I right. lash oh, at, oh, and, I'm your and, best friend. And, oh. and I lash to you and you lash to me. And it's expected. I mean, could I stay mad at you or could you stay mad at me? No, I mean, it's impossible. I mean, our love, no. our love is, is, you know, way past that. <laughs> no, I think you, your exact wording was you called me the psychotic girlfriend that you just can't get rid of because the sex is so good. That's exactly what you said. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Yeah. But, but yeah. It, it, I've seen it with other, with other people in the industry that I've been friends with years and this separation that's happened. You know, the separation came from people that are accusing groups like the VTA, where the VTA has done nothing but a great federal strategy via West Front Strategies, because Tony Abood is not the one that's legislating in, in, in Washington. West Front Strategies is. But these people want to make it out that Tony Abood is a crook, and all these people are crooks. That's not how politics works, people. I'm sorry. There's a federal lobbying group that's called West Front Strategies on D.C. that, that lobbies on behalf of our industry. That's how law is made. And I think that they have a great... They have a great strategy to move their predicate date. So whether you like it or not is irrelevant. If you like it, support it. But if you don't like it, you don't have to go out there and badmouth me. I heard Stefan was badmouthing me at, at uh, GFN in Poland to a couple of my friends. that He didn't know they were my friends. They were from Ireland. How would he know I had friends in Ireland? I heard I was badmouthing down in Texas from a couple of friends there, common friends of ours, by the way, Phil. Just getting badmouth. Why? Why are you badmouthing me? Why are you badmouthing VTA? If you can do it better... If Tom Baker can do it better, man, please go right ahead, man. We'll give you the support. We'll give you the support, but all you do is bash, 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 bash the VTA, bash Dimitri, bash Phil, bash Sevilla, <laughs> bash everybody yeah. that you can. The people that are actually doing something, you're bashing them. There's no. Right. I, said, I said this on another show. At the end of the day, to me, 
we have a plan. This is the way I see it, Phil. We have a plan, okay? And, and we're sticking to it. This is our plan. We moved right. on from Svada. I moved on from Svada as a group decision, as Tennessee Smoke Free Association, because we saw a better federal strategy. That's all, that's all, that's all it was. We made a business decision. It wasn't an emotional decision like some of these people were doing. In fact, even Cynthia herself saw that, hey, the writing on the wall is there. West Front Strategies left. This group's dying. I better get my end into VTA. You know, I mean, this is what happens if groups crumble or begin to fall. People want to jump ship and go somewhere where they can see positive change. And if I can be influenced on that positive change, if I believe in that cause, I'm going to put all my effort behind it. If I'm proven wrong, geez, trust me, we are vapors or the J-Box fiasco. I've been proven wrong in the past. <laughs> I've, yeah, been, sure. I've been fooled, you know. When is that coming out, by the way? We are vapors. I'm looking forward to that. It's coming out in 2019. I believe I was interviewed for that. I can't wait to see myself. No, on that they screen. changed the title. It's called now "We Are Smokers Again." It's coming out. It's coming out in 2019. Hey, Dimitri, can you excuse me for just one second? Sure, sure, Hold absolutely. On. Facts. You want to go after something? You want to go find something? Well, look at the bylaws from, from Smarter from back then. Look at what Phil Damon did. Go look at that stuff. Go look at the travel logs. Go look at this, the, the tax return. That's stuff. If you if you really want to go find something, go over there. right? Yeah, that would be cool to see that. Because, I mean, they do dig, right? And Absolutely. I would love to see them dig in that direction. What, if I tell you stuff that people have told me about you, and I know you're sensitive, so I try not to tell you everything. Thank you. You would freak. Right. Especially from a competing, if you want to call it that, organization, because that's what it—that's what it boils down to. Them, it's a competition. VTA is a competition. It's not the devil. It's not the evil. All the companies that are on VTA, most of them are open vapor companies. <laughs> right. It makes no sense yeah. for them to be given money. Some of these companies have invested a hundred thousand dollars into VTA. It makes no sense for these companies to invest a hundred thousand dollars if they want to shut down open vapor systems. Right. You know, I when when this whole uh, uh, conspiracy thing started off, and and uh, I, I went over to watch a couple of the um, the vaping legion videos just to see what they were all about. Seventy five percent of us agree that we want to keep vaping around. We might not agree one hundred percent, and we definitely in this industry, there's no fucking way we're going to agree one hundred percent. But I know that seventy five percent we can agree. So let's find that seventy five percent, and all of us do something. You know, let's all of us go out there and fight instead of turning on each other. There's nothing there. There is nothing there. And the stuff that was kind of hidden, I kind of put it out there today. And just, you know, I hate, I hate that I disappointed so many people that looked up to, to, to Cynthia. But that's the truth. And, um, and, you know, if you don't believe me, ask her. So, But three months ago, I said that 2058 was dead. And guess what? Some groups and some people were praising, including douchebag Tom Baker, two people co-sponsored 2058 fuck yeah rejoice we got two people out of the 300 that we need to pass this fucking bill that's not going anywhere you fucking idiots you misled the public you misled the vapors believing that 2058 is going to save this industry even though we're telling you the whole time that's not going to go so we need to do that more often and you know what we have everything there we have it there it's it's never going to be deleted from your youtube channel so when history looks back you're going to say guess what dimitri was right kiss my greek ass I seem to be back again. God knows why, really. It's a little bit sort of harsh. A little bit, ooh, it's fine. Fine. I'm cold out. I step up. I do this shit. Fuckers. Sing along. You can shove your sorry. 